Welcome to the Ready Papa One podcast. I'm your host, Casey. And I'm Nick. And this is the show where a dad and a prospective dad talk about the past, present, and future of gaming for them and their kids. Casey! Nick! What's going on? Not too much, man. Nice sweatshirt you got there. Yeah, I figured it was uh, topical. Have you ever been to the Nintendo store in New York? Uh, if I have, it was just for like less than an hour. Like oh. not not long enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, like, yeah. You, like maybe as part of like a high school trip or something at some point. But I, I, I don't really remember. So like I want to say no. Yeah. Every time I go to New York City, it's on the list of places to go. It's, it's just so whimsical. <laughs> and then I end up buying something, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> is, is, it like, is it like action figures and stuffed animals? Or like, like what, what, what is it? What's uh, it's a little of everything. There's, there's definitely plushies. Tons of them. Pokemon, Animal Crossing. And, and I have it. You can think of Mario, all of that. But then there's also a lot of like shirts and stuff like that so a lot of sweatshirts a lot of zelda sweatshirts a lot of just nintendo sweatshirts uh pants you know all that type of stuff there's a section of it on the second floor that has like this like uh display section so some there's one that shows like all the consoles throughout like the the life of nintendo they have like they have the game boy that like made it through like the first uh iraq war that got blown up that still works yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they kind of rotate some other things out so like in the middle like when you go up the when you go up the stairs to the second floor they have like you know a mario uh the the flagpole and mario on it and then they have like bowser at the bottom and stuff (laughs) like that and um but one time they had this really cool uh majora's mask um statue figurine it was probably like two or three feet tall and we were we went in and me and Allison looked at each other and was like, "Do we just drop three hundred fifty dollars on this?" We decided <laughs> against it, but tough decision. But it was it was tough. We almost went back to the store the next day to buy it. And now thinking <laughs> back, I kind of wish I did. <laughs> I'm not a huge like merch like statue figurine type person, but that one was really cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So what what, what what's new with you? I've uh. Recently, I found this uh, this little indie gem. Oh yeah, I'm not sure you've heard of it before. <laughs> You'll have to tell me. All right, all right, you tell all me. Right, you get this. I'm gonna have to look up the name real quick because I, right, I don't know right. if you're gonna remember it. All right, it's all called right. The Legend of Zelda. Maybe Breath of the Wild. Oh, that one. You've heard of Very it? Very small. It's it, 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 not a lot of people have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I okay. So I finally I finally played this game. I, yeah. I I finally played it. And I feel like I have to like back up and like explain myself a little bit of why it took me until Please. 2023 to play <laughs> Breath of the Wild. I mean, so, you've only okay. had your Switch for three years. So right, exactly. <laughs> so so I I got my Switch in 2020. Yep. At like the height of COVID, like right before the pandemic started. I got my Switch to play Animal Crossing. I think I, I knew Breath of the Wild was awesome. Yep. And everyone said right. that it was awesome. <laughs> and it was game was like, I mean, everyone's like, oh, game of the year, 20, 2017, 10 out of 10, best Zelda game ever. And so like, I, I just knew, I was like, okay, I'm just going to avoid any kind of spoilers or anything about the game. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm going to play it at some point. I don't know when. Yeah. But I want to wait for the right time to play it. Yeah. 
because I know it's going to be awesome. And I want to make sure that I can really just like get invested into it and, and really dive deep and enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm taking it May May 12th is what pushed you to start playing it now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like the right time never came. Yeah. Like it really didn't like I, but May 12th is coming up. Tears of the kingdom is on the way. And I, so I said, all right, I just, now, now's the time, even though I'm busy right now and I've got a lot going on and I, I don't necessarily have like the, the bandwidth to like, just lose myself in high rule the way that maybe like, I wish that I, I could. We're getting um, older. Getting older. <laughs> I waited three years and it just did never, that time just never came. And so yeah. it's like, all right, it's time. So breath of the wild went on sale for $40. And now that <laughs> is the more rare thing than anything else you've said. A Nintendo game going on sale? <laughs> never. They never go on sale. I, they never go on sale. Like, yeah. uh, as you learned with Mario Kart 8. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, all right. It's like, this is this is, this is is all the push I need. So, all right. I'm, I'm finally going to go. All right. I'm finally going to go play it. What'd you think? What do you think so far? I mean, the game is breathtaking. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, the game, the game is just absolutely stunning. It's not what I expected it to be. No. Yeah. If I'm being honest, like I knew it was an open world Zelda game, but I've been blown away at how big the world is at just how like massive everything feels. It, doesn't it? I only initially played it once when it came out in uh, 17. I played the crap out of it, like yeah. 200 hours, you know, found all the the shrines and and like i played it for a solid like six months but i haven't i haven't gone back to it since i'm thinking about it now that you know it's almost it, time it, it feels <laughs> it feels worthwhile yeah before tears of the kingdom but right it's, I mean, it's huge right it just you you feel like you can just go in any direction and it's just it never ends yeah the 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 game world, the map is gigantic i really really like that about the game and it actually like it doesn't feel very uh, packed. Like I think a lot of open world games are very focused on having something everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and this game feels doesn't feel like that at all. It actually feels like civilization and people and even enemies are kind of like sparsely populated within the world. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it just it makes the world feel big. There is a serenity to playing that game. It It's supposed to feel empty, right? Because you know, the calamity happened and, and people were scattered about and there's not a lot of civilization left. And like, you're hundred percent right. There's some games, right. That when there's nothing in it, it feels empty. This is, they somehow took that there's things happening in it everywhere, but it's not, but it's not like people walking around cities and all that, but it's, it's just so tranquil. <laughs> Every everything felt purposeful. Like I, I felt like I, I could talk to a random NPC, and they like they had a name, they had a yeah. thing they were doing, a reason for existing in the world, right? So like, yeah, every detail was is is very uh, is very thought out in the game, which I I mean I can definitely appreciate. So yeah, I mean the game is has just been wonderful, and um I I did I did beat it. Oh, so you uh, did you begin? I did I beat the game? The ending I, was pretty pretty cool, right? It was. Yeah, it was ending. cool. I liked yeah. it. It was the, I, I guess I, I don't want to, I, I, the game I can definitely spoil, can so definitely I spoil, spoil it. <laughs> I feel like I, the, for, for the last boss fight, like, I feel like I was doing something wrong. I pretty much just had to like rely on one of the divine beast powers. 
Was um, that the part? So I know there's like multiple stages, and like I said, it's been six years since I played. There's the the endings when you're fighting Ganon on the horse, right? That's the very ending. The the, the, very- the 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 piece right before that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The piece right before that. I was just like, I was just like running around the room until my like Darude's blessing or whatever we did, <laughs> and then I'd get three opportunities to like, I don't know, deflect something back at him. And well, I, so I guess that's a question. So how, how did you play it? Did you endlessly seek out the shrines like I did, uh, find every single one, and I literally explored every single inch and corner of that map. Good good, good for you. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. And I mentioned that, like, the right time to play the game never yeah. came for me, and, like, I yeah. still... I, 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 do, I do feel that way, because I, I kind of feel like I did it very linearly and i yeah. i did it in a very in very much of a way where i was like motivated by like okay find the divine beasts do the thing kill ganon i got like maybe 40 shrines oh okay which i know there's like 120 so i guess it's not really that i mean you did what <laughs> you know? a quarter of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> no a third, a third of them a third yeah a little yeah, more yeah. but the game was great i didn't get lost in it the way that i think that i could have if i'd played it at a different time in my life yeah i don't have like this desire to just go back in it and mm. and be a part of hyrule the way that again like i feel like if i played it at a different time in my life i w- would have happened like i just yeah. i flew through i feel like i flew through a lot of it yeah um and that's just i mean that's just kind of life these days I think, you yeah, know, I have uh, there's other games to play. There's stuff going on. There's uh, there's so many things competing for 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 my attention. So I, um, I I loved the game, but but when I sit there and I and I think and I reflect back, I, a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, this is my favorite Zelda game ever!" And like, I, I agree. I, <laughs> I I I don't feel that way, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it it was really fascinating that the game was able to be new and open world and yet feel so familiar. When I was going into it, I expected it to be like other Zelda games. Like, I know they said it was open world, but I expected, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten dungeons. And, you know, you progress through the story in a way that, like, it kind of tells you which way to go. There's side quests and you can do them, but it's still kind of on, like, this linear route. And I never expected the game to be what it was, how open world it was, how... I would just literally go in a direction and just see what I find. And, uh, and but but if you if you're playing it literally, I get what what you mean, right? And why it might not be your favorite Zelda game because in reality, there's four temples. They're not very long or ha- very hard. And then once you get enough hearts, you go begin. And that's kind of the game, you know? So, I completely get it. Very different Zelda game and there was a lot of hype coming into it in 2017 you know the switch was launching uh, it was dropping with that people weren't thinking about nintendo at the time because of the failure of the wii u nobody had a nintendo console probably since the wii yeah. and that came out in 2012 we hadn't seen we hadn't seen a legend of zelda game since skyward sword in 20 in 2011 so we were a lot of people were waiting you know six seven years since their last new zelda game on on a console so i think it had like all that roll up and hype and stuff to it uh and that you know coming coming to it six years later it it probably doesn't feel exactly the same 
And I think part of it could be the whole Tears of the Kingdom hype, right? Like I know that I'm playing this game before the next Zelda game. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a piece of that that I think just it has to be uh, that I just have to be feeling where I'm I'm already like thinking about like ready oh, to go. Yeah, I'm I'm already thinking about Tears of the Kingdom. I'm already thinking about how oh that's going to be like shit in the sky and yeah, gonna, you know I I wonder what that's going to be like. Is Hyrule down below? Tears of the Kingdom going to be the same as what I'm exploring now? I don't know. Right. It's got to be interesting because you're 100% right. If it's based in the same world, which it seems to be, it seems to be a direct sequel to uh, Breath of the Wild. If you're Nintendo, how do you make sure that the game doesn't feel so similar that people lose interest, but also keeping that newity at newity what it's not a word <laughs> uh you know for this this next game i mean it's been it's been six years so this is about you know every six years they come up with a new zelda game so <laughs> well, well and, it, and if it's six years of development but in the same engine as breath of the wild right, right. then it's like yeah. they're i mean they've been very hush hush about this game like we are yeah. you know what six weeks away is that it's right to think yeah yeah right? six weeks out and i feel like we know nothing about this game yeah, I mean, they've had like two one-minute trailers, it feels like. And I feel like that that was different for Breath of the Wild. But I feel like the reason it's different is because what I just said, right? Nobody had a Wii U. They needed to show off this game to make sure people bought a Switch. Because that's all that really came out day one. Yeah. <laughs> and so this time, everybody has the Switch. So everybody's going to buy Tears of the Kingdom. But why wouldn't you market it? Like, I, I, yes, I hear you, but, but if you market it a, a little bit, you're, you got, it's gotta be some bump in sales associated with that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Like don't if know. It, it's to the point where it feels cryptic to me, like it feels like <laughs> very purposefully keeping things under wraps. And like, maybe that's because it's, there's some big secret that, that they're going to reveal. Maybe it's because there's some, like, it's going to shock everybody when it launches, yeah. Some people would say maybe it's because it's terrible. I don't think that's. The, I, I don't. Think that's true. I, there has I, not been be a mainline Zelda game that has. I don't think ever been bad. It's gonna be good, <laughs> right? It's, it's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm here for the ride, right? Like I did Breath of the Wild. It, it was a blast. I loved it. It definitely sucked me in while I was playing it, and I'm I'm very ready for Tears of the Kingdom. Same. I'm gonna get it day one, of course. We're yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to play it. It's going to be a blast. So I, you know, I, I did it. I went and I did the thing, Nick, you've been telling me to play Breath <laughs> of the Wild. I've been hearing from everyone for so long. Go play Breath of the Wild. So there you go. I did, did it. it. Nice. It was, it was just as good as, as you all said. Good. Um, but still, still, still not my favorite Zelda game. That's and, all right. I, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was still great. So as long as you enjoyed it, that's all that matters. Right. I did. I did. Right. So, so how about you? What, what, what have you been up to? So, what have you been playing? <laughs> I've been playing an older game that came out years ago, I think like in 2012, 2011, um, okay. but had a re-release on the Switch recently, the Ultra Edition. It's called the Stanley Parable. I now, assumed you were going to say Metroid Prime. To be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> but okay. No, haven't gotten a copy of that yet, okay. eventually. The Stanley yeah. Parable. The Stanley Parable. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of it. But what everything I've heard is, has been like, oh my God, play this game. Don't know anything before you play it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm not going to try to tell you. I'm going to try to be very cryptic about okay. it because I think okay. it's true. So okay. uh, uh, Allie and I um, were just looking for something fun to play while we sat on the couch that didn't involve a lot of 
heavy lifting. And so I've I've watched a playthrough of the Stanley Parable. So I knew what I was getting into, but but Allison didn't. So it was, you know, it wasn't that expensive. And we we just started playing it. I don't know how to explain it. So it's made by this company called Crows Crows Crows. I don't know if you've ever heard of them before. All their games in essence are these weird, like eloquent like not mysteries, but like eloquent games where there's a narrator that tells you things and you have to kind of it's more about not the gameplay, but like the story that you encounter along the way. They're very tongue in cheek. They they very much break the fourth wall a lot, stuff like that. It's it's fun. So in essence, what happens is you start the game, you start in an office and you go through the game one way. And this game has like a million different endings, right? I think there's like 18, 19 endings to this game, not including wow. the expansion. Less, and so less than one million. Yes. Yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> but um, so you you kind of play through the game the regular way first. So the first thing you do, you follow the follow the little path through the office building, and you get to two sets of doors. And there's, there's a, a path. Yeah. Well, so you're in an office, right? Okay. And, the, and there's a narrator, right? Okay. So I I won't give you much of it, but there's an you're in an office, and there's a narrator, and your name is Stanley. That's that's the 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 premises, right? And so the narrator tells you what to do. So the narrator says, you know, da-da-da-da-da, and you you walk through and you you couldn't find any of your co-workers. Uh so you decided to go to the meeting room. And so you walk and you 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 walk down the hallways of this office building and you get to two doors, and the narrator goes, and Stanley took the door on the left. When both doors are open. And okay. so if you follow the left door, something happens. And if you follow the right door, something happens. It's it's super it's super weird. And it it it, <laughs> it sounds it, weird. You can't explain it. It's it's one of those games where you just need to un, you just need to play yeah, it. There's there's, play there's it. no other way of playing it, but it's fun. Definitely recommend it. You know, I think it's $25 on the Switch. It's probably on sale on Steam for like 15 or 10 or something like that wish list it yeah for sure yeah if you if you want to have like a good like four or five hours of um good fun that is is really witty and 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 funny i would i would pick it up yeah wait but so you said the first time you play it blah 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 blah. so do you you play through it multiple times is that like the game's whole thing yeah yeah you just kind of repeat it okay (laughs) and every time go ahead is this like to see different endings or is it like part of the gameplay loop is you just keep doing the same thing over and yeah over so you you beat the game and then you start the game over okay <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to explain it anymore <laughs> and, and so and so what happens is right like we were talking about the, the choice of the two doors you go the left way one time and then when you start the game over it's not like the game's long okay when i say four to five hours of gameplay for i think we've put like maybe six hours into it right so the first loop that you do yeah. is, you know, maybe if you do it all like at the slowest pace you can, it might be like 15 to 20 minutes. Huh? Yeah. And so okay. then you start again and then you say, oh, well, he's telling me to go left. What if I go right? You know, mm-hmm. and then and then you have all these other choices. And then it's like, you know, Stanley took the 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 hallway on the left to get back to the break room or whatever you know it's really fun it's really witty and i would definitely uh recommend it i i've heard i've heard good things i've heard good yeah. things for sure. so it's funny it's it's like it's a funny game. oh it's hysterical okay it's, it's hysterical <laughs> cool i like that yeah yeah and then they have so on the on the new the deluxe version um they have a bunch of extra stuff that got added into the game uh so the first thing you do when you turn on the game is you in put in the time 
right remember when we had like game boys or like whatever and they or the ds and it was like put in the time it's kind of a play on that so you put in the time and it was like thank you for putting in the time and then you turn the game off the next time you turn the game on it was it asked you to put in the time again and it'll go like oh you you put in the time again i can't believe how truthful you are instead of just hitting 12 (laughs) where it defaults (laughs) so it's that type of like like that type of game really fun would recommend Disclaimer to everybody that's listening. This is going to be a three-part series where we talk about the big three companies that kind of led the way for a very long time in the gaming space here. It's crazy to think that Microsoft came in with the Xbox 23 years ago at this point, which is kind of wild. And then you say, well, Nintendo's been in the gaming space since 1985, which is almost 50 years ago. Wait. 15 no 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 40 40 years ago i'm not that old <laughs> but but still wild isn't that crazy 40 years of nintendo but yeah so that's a preface of what we're going to do here we've kind of talked about single player multiplayer so now we're going to get into the chunk of the the what's real here for 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 a lot of gamers and we're going to start with the big daddy the big n the one that's kind of started it all for for all of us all of us back in the day, um, Nintendo. Um, and this is going to be a retrospective in a lot of ways of not just going through the progression of, of, of how they came out, but it's going to more be about our thoughts and our feelings towards the games and, and, and what we remember and what we cherish about these things while, as we grew up. So it's going to be kind of going through our lives to give you a perspective of what we're going to be talking about. So let's start it out, Casey. What was your first Nintendo console? My first Nintendo console was, I guess, my first console Yeah, in general. Um, and I mean, I guess technically it was the NES. Technically. My my dad, I think, had an NES that he gave to me at some point. And we had Mario Bros, the original one with like the black background. Yep. Um, yep. yep uh, Duck Hunt. Yep. I think like Mike Tyson's Punch Out, maybe. Another good one. You know, but to be honest, like I didn't really play a lot of it. Yeah. Like it, it's, the, it's the first one for me, for sure. I didn't play it a ton. Uh, I mean, really, uh, you probably have the earlier Nintendo experience between the two of us, because I know you played a a ton of SNES, I did. I feel like the NES, we kind of missed that. We, like, just missed that. Like, we were, I was born in 89, you were 90, right? 90. So, like, the the SNES came out in, I think it came out in 90, or it could have been 91, I forget, it doesn't matter. Um, So, like, we kind of, by the time we were, like, four, 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 five, six, seven years old, we were well past the NES. Like I yeah. played the NES at my cousin's house because they're they're about five or six years older than me. So like that's what they were playing. But yeah, my first I got I got my Super Nintendo from uh my grandmother's brother. Uh he was his kids were getting older. Uh they didn't want it anymore. And he was like, Do you want this? Uh to my parents. And they were like, sure, bring it on over. And it came with uh Link to the Past and Super Mario World. And I could have not been a more happy camper for that. <laughs> I wow. oh, oh man. Talk about Talk a defining about... moment in your life. <laughs> right? When I was like, I, you know, thinking back on it now, I'm like, they were like 12 years old. Why were they getting rid of this thing? 
this thing was th- these things were great. <laughs> you, oh, you know what I mean? Our kids are getting old. It's yeah, time it's for not... them to go get a job. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <In> the factory. So... <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, right. So so yeah, I got the SNES from them and I just it was it was magical. I wasn't very good at right at the time I got it, I was like four or five years old. And That's I wasn't early. yeah, I wasn't very good at it but my cousin the same ones that i just talked about that had the nes they didn't have a super nintendo so one, my cousin would come over like once or tw- even twice a week at one point and would try uh would play super mario world and i remember watching him like get through this game and get further and further and further and i was like rooting for him every week when he came over i like looked forward to it because like i wasn't good enough yet to get to those ending levels in super mario world where it gets really hard and so i was watching him progress through this game and i was like man i can't wait to do that and over time obviously i did right like i did beat that game i i i didn't bring it up in what we were playing now but i'm still like uh, I play through it probably every few years. There's a few games that I'll play through every few years, and Super Mario World is one of them. 2D Mario-wise, it is probably one of the best 2D games I've ever played uh, for platformers, hands down. So, so A, I think this is now available with the Nintendo expansion pack, right? Oh, it was, No, it's been available, it's been available. Uh, with the regular. You don't even need the expansion pack. Uh, on it yeah 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 yeah. so okay so so i can now go play this game yes and you um, should <laughs> yes i should yeah, i never played it on the snes but honestly i think i may have played this game in college yeah it was on the game boy they did re-release it was it one of the ones they really released on the game boy advance they might have so i don't know if it was game boy advance i actually mostly remember it from like <laughs> be like pre-gaming getting ready to like go out somewhere and like i i think it was like one of my roommates i think had it um, yeah yeah. Well, and, so it was definitely on the Wii Virtual Console and all those okay. things. So okay. And so was this the one where you were like, was was this the one where there was like a whole overworld? You know, you'd sort of like walk from like level to level. And mm-hmm. I, I remember Mario was player one, but you could do like two player. Where there was a and there was like a Luigi, mm-hmm. and you could like share lives between each other. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I definitely played this in college, and I was the person who just like died like all the time and would steal all the lives (laughs) (laughs) yeah it uh, it definitely gets hard at the end there like but i will say like it is the perfect representation and this is what nintendo does very well today but used to do so well back in like the snes and n64 days like the scaling of their levels you start at the beginning and if you don't know anything you're doing you can figure it out from there, right? And then, but at, and then, then it's like, oh well, here's a power up. Here's this. Here's that. And it slowly introduces you to all these things. And then it gets hard by the end of it. The last few levels before Bowser and Bowser's Castle in Super Mario World are ridiculously hard. I'm going to talk about a little bit about the game because it's it's just so defining my my gaming life. It had all these secrets too. It was one of those games where like you you had like the main levels, right? You could just beat the levels, go through the world and go all the way down and then get to Bowser and you'd be done and that's fine. But but then you realize as you're playing, right? Like that some levels have a yellow circle on it like when you're on the map and then some have red and you're like, well, "What are those two things mean?" And so then you find out that the red circles mean that there's two exits to the level. And if you beat them one way, you get a different path on the map than you do the other way. Cool. And so, and then, and then all of a sudden you see this keyhole in a level and you're like, well, what, what does the keyhole do? And so then 
you're playing another level and you find a key and you bring it to the keyhole and it's like all of a sudden it brings you somewhere into a different ending to a level and and then there you know you find secret ways to make the levels easier by adding blocks like this colored blocks that aren't filled they're not like not filled in like yellow blocks green blocks and then you slowly find that you find this little thing these little ex- extensions to levels that like allow you to unlock those blocks and, and then there's this whole star world thing and then you can go through it's like a whole subset of the game not even connected to like just going to be bowser and there's there's this last section on the star world that it's so hard that I still can't beat it to this day. <laughs> and this game came yeah. out in 1992. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I have my switch and we'll hang out, yeah. I'll show, I'll bring, I'll bring you to those levels that I can't beat and you try to beat them. All right. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do it, Nick. I'm going to do it. <laughs> but, First try. But this was back to the NES and like what it was, this was, it was a def- it was just such defining i feel like not just for nintendo like nintendo defined themselves at the nes uh, era with you know mario and metroid and zelda but i feel like it was just such a a level up on all of those things with the snes the other game that we were talking about link to the past my first zelda game it's it's still in the top like 3 of my favorite zelda games it's it's so good it's it was the first time that you know you're I don't know if you've played Link to the Past either, but like the the whole you start the game, you do these three uh dungeons, and like you're like, oh man, this is this is so cool. We're getting to the end here. We're about to fight the big boss, and then like the plot twist of like, nope, not the big boss at all, and you get fallen into the dark world, and then there's eight more dungeons that you have to go through, and all the Nintendo just knew how to make games back then and they still do do they not get do. me wrong they still yeah, know how to make games I, I played i played on the game boy advance i think it was the game boy advance yeah 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 a, a link to the past yeah i remember playing on like airplanes or something but yeah n- never played it back on, on the snes but i i do remember that whole dark world thing and for me i think i played it after i'd played ocarina of time yeah the, the whole idea that you do a couple of dungeons and then like you go to like the real place was actually not new to me right, right. So, <laughs> like i actually remember being like oh okay yeah that makes sense i kind of thought we were gonna go forward in time and instead we just go to the dark world but like same thing right which is funny because when i played ocarina of time i was like oh so they're just doing the same thing as link to the past the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so but yeah there was something there was something magical about that era of gaming and i think that it had something different that the nes just didn't have they they just made such magical games that were not dark in the sense of like bloody gory you know uh all of those things but they still were captivative and like i said i go back to a lot of these games still today and they still hold up and they're still really really just good games they, they nailed it with the IP, right? Because, like, you're right. So Sega was the other one at the time, Sega Genesis, which which is what I had, right? Yeah. I, I didn't have the... And you SNES. got Sonic. I, I, yeah, exactly. You had Sonic. And that's it. That's it, right? Like, <laughs> think about, like, okay, like, like, there were really good games on the Genesis, right? Like, I had a blast playing my Genesis, but, like, I think back to, like, what they were and or, like, the, the IPs, and I, I don't even really remember them, right? And... And it's not like they're still around, whereas Nintendo, they're you know they're still around and they've just come, they've just built on them and they've been they've gotten better and they're just iconic. 
yeah. from gaming now. Yeah. It's, yeah, it feels like it started there. It started on the SNES. Well, I mean, like I said, you had the, those three on the on the NES, but then like you you added Star Fox, you added F Zero, you added you know all of the. Uh, you had a new Metroid game, but yeah. So, I mean, it was just all of their IP that they were. Oh, Donkey Kong. I didn't even mention Donkey Kong, Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong country, the trio of games, Donkey Kong country, just, just so, so good. Yeah. They just, it's something about them. The whimsy, the, the, the lightheartedness, but at the same time, they still make you feel, you know, <laughs> That was my first real, you know, foray into Nintendo and everything that they brought to the table. And I'm telling the, the SNES was just an amazing console. And I think at that time, too, just last note on this, since they had like pretty much a relative Sega was there, the Genesis was their competitor, but like. Like they had everything on it. It wasn't just Nintendo stuff. Like you could get Mortal Kombat sure. on the S- and the SNES. You know, you could get crazy. all those that. fighting games. Like, uh, you know, all the all any game that you could think of. Square Enix on the N- uh, on the Super Nintendo. You know, any of them. All, it, that was the place to go. That was where you had this giant library of things. Like, obviously, Chrono Trigger was on the Super Nintendo. How could it be any better, right? <laughs> <laughs> They had a game that it was called Super Mario and the Legend of the Seven Stars, and it was Square Enix created this game for Nintendo about Mario, and it was unbelievable. If you've never played that, I think it might be on the the Switch's Super Nintendo thing. I'm not sure, but okay. that is that's that's a that's a, it's a it's an amazing game. It was a an RPG, so everybody had move set and all these other things, and and and. Bowser wasn't the main bad guy. Like Bowser joined your team at one point, and Whoa, weird. yeah, and like they created all these new characters. Oh, it's such a good game. That's a game I might need to go back and play. But I guess continuing on with just this era, real quick, and we'll and then we'll get to the N sixty four. We can't forget that Nintendo created portables too. This is the era where they created portables uh, at the same time. Like I got my first. I didn't have the original Game Boy. Did you have the original Game Boy? I didn't. I, I never had a Game Boy or a Game Boy Color. Yeah. So I got my first Game Boy Color. My grandfather came, the first time I met him in 1999, came from Italy, maybe 96, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, and he he was like, let's go get you something at the toy store. And so we went to Toys R Us. Remember Toys R Us? Oh, dude, oh yes. <laughs> I remember Toys R Us. They were magical back in the day. <laughs> dude, it was like, I mean, it was like a kid in the candy store, right? To the next level. It really was. Um, so we went to Toys R Us and he was like, oh, get a get a game boy color and i was like oh Hell yeah all right and so i got a, ga- a yellow game boy color which i still think i have in my house somewhere like still. to this day and i he got probably it, still you know, works yeah probably i need to change the batteries <laughs> but he got me pokemon red with it and it was just another like talk about introduction to gaming and like the first like four or five years of like your your early childhood like five to like nine years old and you're playing all these mario games zelda you know metroid all of these games and then pokemon on top of it and and you know you had the little light thing that you put over the screen on the game boy color and or you'd stay up and you go under the under your lamp just trying to see as long as you can had to have the little light that you know yeah. you, you go you, you would snap on it would like you know shine shine down yeah i i I definitely remember those i mean i i never i didn't have a game boy or game boy color but like a lot of my friends did and so i 
mean, I remember like any time we'd go on a car trip anywhere because we're, you know, I don't know, going to some know, sporting thing or like whatever, wherever we were, wherever we were going, right? Someone would have the Game Boy and yeah. you'd like play the Game Boy together. Yeah. Right? And yeah, that, yeah. that would mean like you'd play Pokemon together because that's what everybody right. had. That's well, what everybody played. Right. And the biggest thing for me when I was in elementary school and we all had our Game Boys, we'd all come, we'd all be there and we'd get the link cables to trade Pokemon. And like that was the thing all the guys did Hell yeah. in elementary school. It was it was something. In elementary school, it wasn't like a weird thing to like like video games. I feel like, you know, we grew up during a time where like video games weren't as popular as you got into like middle school and high school so or you were the nerd if you did so it was nice when i was in you know fourth fifth grade that like people yeah. like were also like yeah i got pokemon too <laughs> yeah you're right whereas like now nerd culture is kind of like cool again yeah but there was Gaming's definitely cool. a time where it was not cool it was not they, it the, was not the cool. 90s and the early 2000s yeah. it was not <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was not cool yeah, no, but like, so this is what Nintendo did and, and continued to do, and we'll talk about more that was so fascinating, is like, they really ha had and cornered this like, handheld market. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that they had that they did that nobody else mm -hmm. did the way that they did. was, And, and it's, it started with the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color, right? For sure. Yeah, and they haven't given it up really since. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. really competed with them in the handheld market. At since. least not in the console market, right? Like you right. can argue now that like mobile gaming, yeah, yeah, yeah is yeah, is yeah. bigger, but that's the, that's the competitor, right? Right for, for that, right, right. So, but yeah, so let's get into your first console, the N sixty four, because I mean, really, that was another revolutionary console for the world and nintendo was kind of at the forefront of it yeah the, the n64 man that's where like i have so many fond gaming memories that's where like i think i really like fell in love with video games mm -hmm. is that console like i mean i remember going over to my friend's house who, who had one I, I didn't have one yet and uh, we just like sit in front of the tv and just play like whatever game for just hours and i mean they were all awesome and just so 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 good so um so much fun it's so enthralling for me as a kid so like for me like the n64 was my like christmas morning picture or whatever right yeah. like as a kid where like my dad like handed me down an nes family friend like gave us a sega genesis but i never like i didn't like want those they just like kind of like came to us the n64 yeah. was the first console like i wanted yeah yeah yeah. because like i'd been over to my friend's house we played like golden eye classic you know yeah classic and, and like now you i played in 30 frames per second <laughs> thank god thank god um i i wanted that so badly and so i yeah i christmas morning i unwrapped the n64 and star wars episode one pod racer nice and like Hell i was yeah. so <laughs> so happy man and like i played that console so much and and like back then you didn't necessarily get like a bunch of games like the games no. were still like pretty expensive mm -hmm. back then like I, I actually would love to go look back and see like what they were in like today's dollars but right they you know they were they were pretty expensive back then to to get the game so like i didn't really have a ton of games but yeah. i just played the shit out of the ones that i had yeah well we didn't have any income at the time right no no <laughs> so, no right yeah so we had to we had to rely on our parents to buy us games so you got it like uh you got it on your birthday and like christmas and then like if you got them into a toy store and they were in a generous mood 
Yeah. The only other time I ever got a, a game because we had a, a Super Nintendo was if my parents went away for the weekend and my grandmother was watching me. We lived with my grandmother and my parents. And so my grandmother was watching me. She's like, all right, let's go to the toy store. I'll go buy you a game. Don't tell your parents. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I, I remember. So my, my mom like didn't want to support my gaming habits where she wanted to encourage other things so like she would never oh. buy me i know so, so like she she would never buy me games for for christmas but um my my uncles my my mom's brothers uh nice. did not have that that that, that those same feeling so like <laughs> I, I i i very much remember like you could you 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 knew under the christmas tree like the shape the the general feel of it you're like ah yes that you shook is. it and then you could tell yeah. the cartridge the cartridge yeah. was in there oh yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah um yeah but so I, I played i played the crap out of um out of the out of the n64 and and i mean certain games stand out like i mean episode one pod racer obviously i played that game a ton but like even like donkey kong 64 yeah i mean i just played that game over and over and over and over again <laughs> which funny enough i never played donkey kong 64 oh, i'm man. this nintendo fanboy and have never played donkey kong 64 it just it was one of those things like you said right like you didn't get to play all the games because you, you didn't we didn't have the money to buy all the games so you didn't get to really you could pick and choose and i just my parents never got it for me and i never played it but everybody tells me it's un, it was so good <laughs> So, so isn't that the one that that the the expansion pack came with? It was the first one that you needed to add the expansion pack to the N sixty four to make it run. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if you didn't have DK sixty four, did you just buy an expansion pack? It came separately? with. Uh, it came with Majora's Mask too. It did. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. At least I think so, as far as I could remember, because Majora's Mask mm-hmm. needed the expansion pack as well. It did. Yeah. It, so, it definitely did. So I I remember. I didn't go out and buy it separately. Maybe my parents did, but I didn't, obviously. But like, I didn't ask for it. And I thought it came with Majora's Mask. But okay. I yeah. was also like ten years old, so <laughs> yeah, m- m- maybe it did. But yeah, man, I remember like that 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 game. The uh, uh, intro, you would like load it up, and it had this like theme song, um, the the, the monkey rap, mm-hmm. and it, <laughs> you know, and I would just I would just watch it every time. <laughs> And like sing along to the to the DK monkey rap and like <laughs> and and dude that song is still so catchy it's uh, right. it's 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 great um yeah I, I I like the N64 days man they were they were magical like to me that that's like the the magic that you described with the SNES for me it was the N64 all of the games that you wanted to play or that were really good were like, I felt like like I was the target audience. Like they were age appropriate. Mm-hmm. They, they were exactly what I should be playing at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was something different and special about the N64 and like huddling around a TV. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. That was the first time the N64, the Super Nintendo, not as much. I played like Super Mario Kart with like my dad when I was a kid, but like the N64 couch gaming with the with with friends mario party mario kart 64 you know those type of get golden eye as you said i didn't play as much golden eye my mom didn't like guns but <laughs> but <laughs> star fox 64 like yeah like those games were like quintessential super smash brothers can't forget super smash brothers but like those games quintessential to me in like in like nintendo making multiplayer games feel like fun well, and, and it wasn't even couch gaming at that point for me, at least. Maybe oh, it was I'm for sorry. you. 
no, 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 no. So, so I think I think we're thinking about the same. Th- we're, we're saying the same thing, but it was like the 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 wires weren't that long on the N sixty four controller. So like I don't remember sitting on couches playing those games. I remember Fair like enough. literally like sitting on the floor, yeah, in front of the TV, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, like or like or like like sitting like on your knees, like mm-hmm. sitting there in front of the TV, like holding your controller, playing, right? Yeah, and and that just feels so childish and magical to me, right? Right, right, right now. I'm not going to go sit in front, like sit on the floor in front of a TV and play a game. That sounds absurd. Right. Like, like, like what, what am I, a crazy person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <this is> right, <laughs> right. But like, that's, that's what we did back then. Yeah, and, no, hundred percent. And, and I just like, I, I, I loved that. Like with the N64, it felt like anytime I went over to a friend's place, most people had the N64 and there was like, no matter like how many people you had, there was always it felt like there was always like a really really great game you could play you know like if you just had a couple of you like i had a really good friend who i'd play it with you know we'd play like zelda we'd like switch off on Star Fox or whatever you know but as you get you get a couple more people now you're playing like super smash brothers you know maybe mario party you know there was just you could always just huddle up around the n64 around the tv and and have and have a, a blast and like i I really hope that our kids get to experience that. Right. I do and, too. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not sure that they will. I'm not sure that they won't, but well, I just, I, I just am not sure. Nintendo is trying real hard to keep that couch play going and laying on the couch and just, uh, or sitting on the, you know, on the floor or whatever. Uh, if there is a company to do it, it will be Nintendo. Uh, I mean, we had, and the, the really cool memories of like playing all these games when i was a kid like so we didn't have it in like the living room it wasn't connected to a living room tv like there was like a separate like little office that we had in my house that was just me and my brother's room and there was a tv in the corner you know one of the big tv things and it went and and that's and that's where we played so we had our kind of always had our own little room and it was like a desk this we'd all be leaning on the desk we're <laughs> sitting on the desk like getting closer to the tv man i haven't thought about that in a long time but it all related to those nintendo games it was a great era and you know what you know what it was too it was the first console to have four-player multiplayer i think yeah i think you're right yeah, about that because the playstation didn't the playstation only had two controllers like the super nintendo i mean and then the ps2 still only had two controllers like um like the super nintendo so yeah the n64 was the first one where you could play like four people on a couch with friends you know playing things like mario party or or mario kart like to a four player and it was it was a blast. Screen peeking became a thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, is, isn't it funny that like that's going to be a term that people don't understand? No, like it pretty soon, probably. I mean, you go ask. I, I feel like you go ask like a, a twelve to fifteen year old now. They don't know what that is, right? Right? Yeah. Hey, mention probably. in the comments. Does your do, if you people are older and have kids, do do they talk? Do they know what screen peeking is? Go ask them, please. <laughs> screen cheating is is what we called it but yeah, oh yeah same, yeah. Thing. same, same thing same, same thing, thing. S- same exact thing right and then did you ever did you ever do the thing where you put some type of like divider totally totally TV. yeah we did for 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 halo more yeah. than more than n64 games but yeah for halo absolutely yeah, yeah. You did, like hung the sheet and did that whole thing like, yeah totally, yeah, to- totally. Ha- so had, had, had to do it you had to you had, had, to. had to do it but yeah this was this was a great time for for nintendo uh in a lot of ways because you know we're talking about how they were like you it was it was just magical for you it was your first console but like we can't 
not talk about how Nintendo made playing in a 3D space so easy, it seemed, with like Super Mario 64 and, and Ocarina of Time. Like those games, the, the Super, Super Mario 64 came out with the N64 and it, it defined how you play a game in a 3D space with only one joystick. Like the joystick, it was continuing to say how Nintendo is always innovative. It was the first console to have a joystick the playstation one didn't have it had a d-pad still so and 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 being able to run around with mario so seamlessly in those games like (laughs) they always found a way to to innovate nintendo and we're going to say this throughout this entire podcast but like nintendo always found ways to innovate there i mean their controllers always looked wild (laughs) but they they always found a way to innovate and i think that that is is what continued at least through my life, through my early life into my teenage years and even into my twenties. And even now in my thirties, as I got older, I was like, they're always doing something new and interesting and fun. And that's why I, I, I still love them to this day. You call Mario 64's control seamless. I've, I've gone back. I went back and replayed that game recently. At that the game time, Casey. At the time. Think about 1996. <laughs> all right. I think know, about it. Go back 25, 24, almost 25 years. All right. Dude, I mean, I remember I was just fascinated with the fact that you could like pull Mario's little face on the, <laughs> on, the on the home screen. You remember right, that? Right, right, like right. pull his nose in a direction. Oh my God. Yeah. No, but you, you, I, you're so right, though. Like, Nintendo the innovation and like coming up with like the new thing it's always been their thing yeah. sometimes it's worked out for them sometimes it hasn't no no and right? we'll get to that later right um, <laughs> sometimes it hasn't but it worked for the N64 for yeah sure. it definitely was working from like 1985 to about 2000 it was working for those those fifteen years, um, but just just to shout out a few games on the N sixty four that that deserve it, like other than the ones we mentioned, but like uh, Paper Mario came out on the N sixty four, unbelievable RPG. If you've never played that, that is available on the expansion on the Nintendo Switch, the N sixty four thing. Play through that great game i will absolutely I will. great game play it with ronan when he gets older um that i have another fun store nintendo story for that like i remember blockbuster mm-hmm. you can forget well no, a lot of people forget blockbuster, blockbuster now but like you could at, at one point blockbuster started to rent games right and so you get it for like five or five or six days and i i i rented paper mario and i I got like 75% through it in that, in that, in that week, it was like vacation week or something. And I'm like, mom, listen, I know it's going to cost like another $15, but please, please let us keep this game <laughs> for another, for another week, just so I can beat it. And she please. was, she was kind enough to to allow me to keep it and, and, and beat the game. And, oh man, that was, that was great. I'm telling you, Mario RPGs underrated. So yeah. good. So good. But yeah, so I feel like that was what defined us as kids. You know, like we were young and and that's what we had. We had the the N64, the Super Nintendo, like Nintendo creating all of these great games that we as kids and looking back on it now in my 30s, I can definitely say is very nostalgic to me that 
the, we had a Nintendo Direct and they were pulling out all these old games. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to get these because of nostalgia. They're good games, but there's definitely a nostalgic thing to it looking back on it now and saying how good it was. Kudos to them. They were able to capture that magic at that time, you know, but then we got older. Then we started to hit middle school when kids thought we were nerds. <laughs> and then we started to hit high school. And as you get older, your tastes definitely start to change. And this happened to a lot of my friends and probably it happened to me in some ways later down the line. Did you ever start to grow out of Nintendo? I, I did. I did. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. It we did. all make mistakes. I know. <laughs> Safe space. Safe space here. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I did. Like I, so I, I never owned a GameCube. And honestly, like I really like at the time, I really didn't feel like I was missing anything. Yeah, well, you, know, you were. I, 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 I know. <laughs> I, I know. I wanted to play Smash for sure, yep. but I'd play that mostly with friends anyway. So when I'd go yep. to their place, they had a GameCube. We'd play Smash. So fine. Yep. I, I felt like I was missing Resident Evil Four. Yep. Right. Because I always forget GameCube that that exclusive. was. That's always crazy to me that that was a still weird exclusive. Like today, not today, but like five to seven years ago, like that would never be a GameCube exclusive. Yeah, no, no way. And like, that's not really like the typical Nintendo game. Like I felt like I was missing that, but those wasn't the kind of game Nintendo was coming out with. Right. So like right. I, the games that I was interested in, um, all of a sudden were not coming out on Nintendo's platforms. I mean, I, I definitely did kind of grow out of, of that a little bit. Right. Like I, in hindsight, like I really wish I'd played the wind waker. Yeah, you know, that's but, number about five or six of my Zelda okay. list. Well, we 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 need to to get to the list for sure <laughs> later. But but yeah, I mean, other than that, like with the with the GameCube, especially, like I just I was interested in other things, and I mean, same with the Wii, man. Like the Wii came out, it was super gimmicky. I thought, yeah, um, it was, it was. We had one. Um, you know but but so like for context yeah. like everybody had one <laughs> everybody had one everybody got Wii sports right um, yeah. i mean everybody did and i had all of my like gaming systems downstairs in the basement right yep. like that's where i had my my ps2 that's where i had mm -hmm. my xbox like mm -hmm. like down in the basement was where like the gaming happened the Wii was upstairs connected to like the main tv right <laughs> and like had i had any desire to move it downstairs i could have i just yeah i didn't, you just didn't. i just didn't i just yeah i mean yeah. i just didn't care i played through twilight princess at one point and it was like oh that's the game i want to make sure i play on the wii the zelda mm -hmm. game okay yep. i played the zelda game on the wii i'm good so yeah i i mean for for me i definitely grew out of of it at least the consoles yeah right at, mm -hmm. at least the consoles the handheld's a different story but we'll we'll get to those i want to hear your experience growing out of, of nintendo did, did yeah you, did you experience that too so i did it was definitely later for me so the wii came out in 2006 right the, when the gamecube came out no one i was on board i was ready i was i was i was ready to go and honestly this was a point in time so this was around you know seven six seven eighth grade so you know turning into a teenager that type like you know 11 12 years old and this is where honestly i formed some of my oldest friendships with my friends by bonding over games on the gamecube so you know i didn't once i got out of elementary school and got into middle school i pretty much created all new friends never talked to anybody from elementary school <laughs> after that but this was a time where i 
I really formed relationships with my friends. You know, this was the time where like they'd come over my house and like we we were old enough to actually be friends. Friends that I still talk to and hang out and play games with today to this point. And there was just so many good games on the GameCube and I know most people had a PS2. It's the is it I don't I think it's still the best selling console of the all time. Best selling console but, yeah. of all time. So like yeah. I get it. Most people had a PS2, but let me tell you the GameCube <laughs> <laughs> with its probably the the second to third best controller ever conceived. The only thing about the GameCube that I wish <laughs> they fixed was the C stick. I wish it was just another joystick. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that would have made that controller perfect. But there were so many games on the GameCube that came out, not just single player games, but like multiplayer games that like held my interest for years. Mario Kart Double Dash. Sure is and still probably to this day is one of the most fun i've had in a mario kart game i don't think i've ever been able to rekindle that mario kart love as i did back with double dash it was sitting on the couch with four friends playing it like for hours upon hours there was other games like time splitters 2 was on there i know it wasn't exclusive but it was was on the game game, man and it was fun running around with a little monkey and (laughs) and then you could build levels worms 3d i never got into the worms franchise until this one and i haven't since because they they didn't go they went back to 2d and it's just not as fun 2d (laughs) fantasy star online was so so much fun and then kirby air ride was the big one i don't know if you know about kirby air ride i know nothing about kirby it was they need to remake this game for (laughs) for something because it was unbelievable kirby air ride there was there was it was a racing game like a kirby racing game right so in the regular mode, there would be all sorts of different types of levels and you you line up and just race, just like just like regular. But they also had this mode, city escape mode. And so you drive around this enormous city for like 10 minutes, collecting all upgrades for your ships, changing your little cars, and, and there were like special events that would happen. And then after the 10 minutes, then you'd go into one of those races that they were talking about, but you'd have all the power-ups that you got in for your car it was it was just one of those things where nintendo hit so much on all of its multiplayer games for me from the third parties that were on it to just theirs alone not including you know super smash and all the ones that we've talked about but like they just hit every multiplayer one and it cre- it really did form such strong relationships with friends that i had um back then and then obviously the single player games were great you had you had wind waker you had super mario sunshine you had paper mario and the thousand year door the first animal crossing came out on the yes it did it did did. yeah it was so weird no one knew what was going on no one understood it and i bet nintendo like had a really hard time being like hmm do we bring this to the americas like are they gonna understand it i'm so glad (laughs) they did but to this day, before New Horizons came out back in 2020, I bet like it was so hard to describe Animal Crossing to anybody. It still is. I mean, <laughs> it's it's, like- it hasn't changed. <laughs> but like, you're right. With New Horizons, it's a little bit more in pop culture. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I I remember I I had a friend who who had Animal Crossing, and they're like they're like, dude, this is like the game. It's got high reviews on all the magazines like it's so fun like you got to come check it out I'm like oh sweet okay like yeah like like what do you do it's like oh well this is like this is like my little town I'm like yeah well yeah that's great so like like what's the objective you just like <laughs> plant flowers and stuff 
Okay. You pay down your debt, you know? Yeah. Well, well, right. But like, we didn't, I didn't have a concept of that at the time. It was just like, oh yeah, you just like try and like make like money to like pay for your house or something. Like, and, and, yeah. and you, and I remember thinking like, okay, so like you plant flowers and, and I'm like, okay, so like then, then, then what happens? And my friend was like, oh yeah, well you just, you know, you just like come back in like a couple days. Yeah. And like the flowers have grown, and then you but like, but like, but like, you gotta make sure you water them every day. It's like, what? <laughs> this is a game? Like, dude, we 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 got like three hours. Can we like play something? Else? Like, I, what are we, why are we? Why are we watering plants that are gonna grow in three days? I'm gonna be back at school in three days, man. Come on. But you understand now, don't you, Casey? I I get it now. I I, I get it now. It, it is it is so interesting that like you, you mentioned. Um, Nintendo and like this, this um, like multiplayer, and I do really feel that now that we're talking about it, like Nintendo was the multiplayer console mm-hmm. back in those days, back in the the N sixty four and the GameCube days. Like I, I, and honestly, like I feel like that's maybe why I didn't feel like I missed the GameCube that much because like I, I really would I'd play it when I would go over to friends' houses, and it was like the console that you played multiplayer games on. Yeah. And yeah. like, wow, how things have changed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How things have yeah. changed it's now like with the It's like the exact internet. opposite now. That yeah. will, and this was kind of like the switching point, right? Like Halo started coming out and, and the PlayStation started releasing all multiplayer games and all that stuff. But um, yeah, the GameCube, I, I love the GameCube. And then you could pick it up. It had the handle on it. The handle was and, cool. And the opening, the do 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 It was, it was iconic. Iconic. Oh, man. It was so fun. One more shout out. Luigi's Mansion. Giving Luigi a full game to himself. Chef's kiss. It was so good. It was so good. It, th- th- that game looks cool. I, I've seen it um, speed run before. Yeah, they it looked I, super fun. It was just such a different take on like the Mario universe. Like, obviously, there were booze and all this other stuff, and it was like all Mario stuff, but it was like a spooky, haunted environment where Very Luigi was vibe. the main character. You didn't jump on things. Luigi couldn't even jump in the game. <laughs> he just had his little vacuum and he just sucked the ghosts up. Uh, it was such a good game. GameCube was great. But then as we got older, 2006 rolls around, the, the Wii comes out. I'm in high school now, becoming a more mature individual, as you would say. (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm still a Nintendo fanboy, still being like, we, that's what I'm getting. That's the con. I'm I'm not getting the 360. I'm not getting the PS3. Nintendo Wii. Me and about a hundred million other people got got that. You couldn't find one. That was the crazy part. We can say what we want about Nintendo and and we'll talk about the Wii and how I feel like Nintendo lost its way a little bit here, but monetarily, they didn't. (laughs) They, They definitely didn't. To get to the larger point, over the course of the Wii's life, there was less and less of those games that I played in between the Zelda game that came out, the Mario game that came out. There were a few other games. Super Paper Mario came out. There wasn't as many other things on it. Third parties started to leave it. Like you never had an EA game on there anymore, which is the exact opposite of what we were talking about on the N64 and the GameCube and the Super Nintendo. Like all the third parties, everything was on it. And it was because I think Nintendo, he, they were trying to be different, right? And it succeeded. Like they were like, we're going to sell video games to everybody. And their grandmother. Yeah. And that's not a joke. 
literally yeah, they, they did. their grandmother. <laughs> they did, yeah. And they did it. They they sold a weed to everybody. And but by doing that, I think they lost what was just core Nintendo. Don't get me wrong. When when we talk about the Wii, I played the crap out of it for games like Skyward Sword, Xenoblade Chronicles, Tales of Symphonia, you know, all these games that came out, Super Mario Galaxy, all good games. Like Mario Nintendo has always made good games. But then it was like also like some of the games, I don't know, were they as good as like the Animal Crossing that came out on the, the Wii was not as good. I didn't know I didn't know they came out with one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like even like I know people love Super Mario Galaxy and Super Mario Galaxy 2. They're not as good as Odyssey or Sunshine or 64, personal yeah. opinion. <laughs> but I agree um, with you. During the Wii Age is when I got the first my first 360. You know? It, it feels like they lost the hardcore gamer, right? Yeah. Like like mm-hmm. they like if you were a gamer, you were playing the N64, you were probably playing the GameCube. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden on the Wii, like that wasn't the case mm-hmm. anymore. Exactly. I mean, they, they definitely appealed broadly to family. But like, I, I'm pretty sure the, the Wii was when the other consoles were moving into like high definition. Yep. Which and back the Wii then, did not. yeah, it was like 1080p, right? Yeah. Um, the Wii did, the Wii did not. No, nope. right? the Wii was, I. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't. That sounds absurd to say out loud. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah like yeah, crazy yeah. yeah and and it was definitely the first time the Wii where like there was this this feeling um that that i had at least or i think there's a feeling in general was that like the Wii was like not as good as the other consoles and when i say good like i really mean powerful it wasn't as powerful but as the other consoles i also think it didn't develop as much many good games as the other consoles during this time either i think that good is a term for power and quality of games to me it comes down to one thing right like they lost the concept of making games for gamers like you just said and in turn they were trying to differentiate so much from sony and microsoft that they kind of lost their way yeah they, they they did and i mean they they were they lagged behind in the online play right i mean that was that was when the xbox live was huge you know you were it was sort of like everyone was playing games online and you mean you just really couldn't on nintendo's or when you could it was convoluted and friend codes were involved and it was just oh, friend codes. oh my god friend <laughs> codes dude i can't like i can't even i, I mean, mean I that's think... a, why did anybody think that was a good idea yeah i still think they have them on the switch though do they really oh maybe not i'm not gonna check right now but <laughs> but yeah maybe, friend maybe, codes maybe, were maybe terrible yeah they lost their way with the consoles, at least. I do think, right, like, this is when this era, the handhelds were still awesome. They were shining above the Wii in the, a lot of ways. The, the handhelds were still great. I mean, so for me, like, for this era, like, this was my golden era of, like, Nintendo games. For, for me, it was this, like, this area where I just talked about how I didn't have the consoles. But, like, mm. I loved the the Game Boy Advance, the DS, the 3DS, mm-hmm. like I, it, that's honestly where I played most of my Nintendo games, right? Like, yeah, the the, the Game Boy Advance, you you talked about about playing Pokemon Red with a Link Cable. For me, it was Pokemon Ruby. Yeah, um, the, the the third generation. I was yeah. in 
seventh grade, I think it was, I had like an hour bus ride to school. Oh my god! I know. Where crazy. were you going to school? <laughs> Listen, man, we were we were over in California. Like, oh, you were still in California? Crazy out there. Man. All right, all right. Me, I'm like a five minute bus ride. No, to, to the no I, I I was I was I don't know. My mom, my parents had me at this like private Christian school. <laughs> Dude, it was awful. <laughs> you learned so much more. It was right? awful. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, I got oh, in. Um, I'm a little I got, plebe. I I got in trouble once for like asking about evolution, oh, like legit. Got in can't trouble. do that, Casey. No, can't it was so that. bad, man. It was awful. But anyway, so we had an hour bus ride each way, and so we just like play Pokemon, and we nice. like do yeah, we like we'd, like do the little link cable, yeah, and we'd we'd you know we 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 battle each other. Um, back back then they had this weird mechanic where like if you linked up with someone, then like their secret base would appear in your game. And so we oh. like wander around and try and find each other's secret bases. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Just think of how whimsical this all sounds. Yeah. Like when you just like take it out of context, right? And it's just like, man, it, it's it's just such it's so great. <laughs> yeah, man. And like the yeah, the Game Boy Advance, like I it, and this is where I I like the Mario game that I play the most, alluded to it earlier, uh, was on the Game Boy Advance. It was it was I think it was Super Mario Advance or which was Super Mario Brothers three, mm-hmm. which was the one with classic. Like the yeah, classic one with the Tanuki t- t- suit. I think it yeah. is right. Yeah, yeah, man. That you make game of the was, original NES game. Yeah, yeah. Th- that game was great, and like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I think I literally had like one of those like strategy guides for it. You remember when you'd buy those, those oh, like, paper yeah. strategy guides yeah. and the pictures? Yeah, and like if I wasn't playing the game, I was like reading the strategy guide, and like yeah. I like I one hundred percent percent of that game just like beat it played it all the time and like i would just sit up like late at night with my with with my little light yeah you know (laughs) in my room playing my game but i'm sure i wasn't supposed to be playing it i'm sure probably not you know whatever you were like a 12 13 year old right yeah yeah this this was this was me rebelling was yeah yeah (laughs) was he playing mario brothers 3 when i was supposed to be sleeping Um, you know so like 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 that was awesome and then you know the ds and the 3ds were just like so for me honestly like i I play a lot of nintendo games that i like actually kind of missed yeah um, when they when they first when they first came out because i mean we talked about right on the n64 we we couldn't get everything you know we didn't have everything so like actually i feel kind of embarrassed in admitting this but like it's okay (laughs) i never played ocarina of time on the n64 or i know (laughs) you're gone you're gone or okay okay. i I I should clarify i never had a copy i played it with friends at their houses i had a really good friend who like we do like sleepovers and we just play ocarina of time all night right right Um, right but like I played through it for the first time, really start to finish on the 3DS. Yeah. Right. Oh, that was a great remake. Yeah, it, it was. It was it was awesome. And and so like that, like Star Fox, again, like I played Star Fox at friends places. But like oh, I forgot they remade Star Fox 64 on. Yeah, they did. they did. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blast. It's a blast portable, man. Like those games were so good on the handheld systems. And so, yeah, like that, that's I mean, that's where for me like nintendo was just like so incredible at this time and even though like in the console space they were like behind and like four kids 
in the handheld space, they were they were it. They were the place to be. Well, I think they didn't lose the thing they lost in the in the with the Wii, right? They weren't selling the handhelds for they were still selling the handhelds, I feel like, for gamers. Unlike unlike the Wii, right? Like they're the 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 DS and the 3DS, they were they had good games and they had support from all sorts of third parties still, you know? And I feel like Nintendo was at its worst when it lost all of that for a little bit there. Like I said, their IP games were always still good, but it was it, it, you kind of just lost something with not having everybody else be a part of it. But you're 100%. The Game Boy Advance and the and the DS, they were some of the greatest experiences I had just cuz you could it was the only way to still continue to play games when you were on the go, right? And it introduced me to so many different titles that were only on the handhelds like Fire Emblem was only on the handhelds. Uh, yeah. There was a game there was there were there were console ports of it but like it wasn't as good uh advanced wars uh the mario and luigi games WarioWare, and even the zelda games on there were like super good and so yeah i went through phases especially when it was the wii i played my my ds and my 3ds way more than i played my my wii and the one thing and we talked about like innovation with nintendo right like even in the 3d like like we talk about how like they're always trying something new the wii was definitely trying something new but even like the 3ds like why 3d nobody <laughs> asked for it man. nobody wanted 3d and me being the nintendo simp that i am <laughs> was like oh yeah it's really cool watch watch this you pull the slider. slider up and and look how 3d it looks and look i can take a picture on my one megapixel camera oh on the God. front and it comes out in 3d isn't it so cool and everybody's like no it's no not. no it's not <laughs> it's not nick stop Dude, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody kept their 3d off for like 90 percent of the time yeah yeah the, the 3d was just this example of like how like their stuff kind of became gimmicky yeah this time right mm-hmm. like the 3d was super gimmicky the, yeah. the wii nunchucks i mean they worked but they were super gimmicky and i think the biggest thing was right like nintendo knew what they wanted to do with it like if you used the wiimote and the nunchuck when you're playing skyward sword it worked and it worked well but nobody else wanted to do that. Like, why would a developer waste its time and say, okay, we're going to make it for the PC, the Xbox, and the PlayStation. And then we're going to have to completely revamp the entire control scheme of this game to use the Wiimote and the Nunchuck. Yeah, no you way. Know? Nintendo knew what it wanted to do with it, but everybody else wasn't on board on it. And then the same thing with the graphics we talked about, right? Like the 360 and the PS3 were 1080p graphics while the Wii was still 480i. And I think if you got component cables, it went to 480p, (laughs) you know? And so it's like, as a developer, you're creating a game for those graphical levels. And then all of a sudden you have to downscale the entire game to play on the Wii because it was in 480i. Like what? What? They they made some 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 big mistakes in, yeah. in 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 that time. They had to really work hard to get the gamer audience back, and I don't think it happened with the next one. It didn't happen with the Wii U. <laughs> it didn't happen with the Wii U. Nobody <laughs> bought the Wii U. Yeah, Gamers I think it sold. Not. 
It sold 13 million units, and that's saying something because the Wii sold like 106 million. The difference there, just to, to put it into perspective. But even like the N64 back in the 90s, when not nearly as many people were playing video games, sold like 17 million units. You know what I mean? So like it's selling only 13 million units when it came out in 2012, well, in its span of its life, is pathetic. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard God of War Ragnarok, which is like the newest God of War that came out, sold like 11 right. million units, and I mean it came out like, like within the last six months, right? And didn't and it, like Pokemon, the newest Pokemon sold like 11 million units, yeah. you know? So terrible. This was the, the, the Wii U was awful. And it's so sad. It's so sad because it wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to be. I <laughs> now, now, it kind of was. <laughs> the marketing for it was terrible. I'll give you that. Yeah. There were some good games on it. As you found out recently, you are playing, you have been playing a Wii U game <laughs> in I, Mario Kart 8. <laughs> I had no idea Mario Kart 8 was a Wii U game. I, I, no. I, I assumed it was a Switch game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So because Nintendo realized, and this is business-wise, they're so smart. They will sell you the same game mm-hmm. over and over and over, and you'll buy it every time. How many times I bought the original like Super Mario Bros? Hey, like thank you, sir. like seven times. Thank you, sir. You Can know? I have another? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But the Wii U was what Nintendo wanted to do with the Wii U was too early for its time. Nintendo didn't know what it wanted to do. It was trying to one win gamers back. It it finally was an HD console. It, it was getting more of its third party support back, you know, but at the same time, it still wanted to pull the family. in. so it kept the name Wii, and then it added this U. So a lot of people were like, is the Wii U like a Wii, but like, an expansion of it people didn't know what it was and i think that looking back on it now you know came out 10 years ago or whatever and and having like a better interpretation of it they didn't they just it wasn't it wasn't made correctly and it wasn't sold correctly in my sense they didn't market it well and then they didn't have the games to back it up for people to actually buy it I, I was one of the people who literally had no idea w- what it was. Like, yeah. I, I mean, and I was plugged in to gaming stuff, right? Not necessarily like Nintendo, but I was, you know, plugged into the all the latest stuff. And I was like, the Wii U, like, what, 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 what is this? Like, I had, I, I exactly said, like, I have the Wii. Like, was do it? Do I need this? Like, do do I do I want this? And like, mm-hmm. the answer was no. I mean, I do remember, I almost got one for the sole purpose of playing Wind Waker. HD. A remaster, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was good. Remaster. Yeah, I had yeah. fun with that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, I, see, I had a Wii U, so I got to play all these games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't ever get it, so I still haven't played the Wind Waker. Um, I know, I know, Casey, I, I know, Casey, I know, Casey. I know. Yeah, like I didn't. You're right. They just they didn't they didn't really they didn't market it the right way. Like people didn't really know what it was. People weren't. It didn't have like the killer app that people wanted or needed, and it just it just didn't work. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it never, it never had a real Zelda game come out on it. Like breath of the wild came out on it, but let's be serious. Everybody was playing breath of the wild on switch. It had the re it, like you said, it had the remasters of wind waker and it had the remaster of twilight princess, uh, loved the wind waker one. The twilight princess one was fine. And then, uh, it had, it had, it didn't have a real Mario game really either. Like it had new super Mario bros. U, which, was fine. I will say the real winner on the Wii U was uh, Mar- Super Mario Maker. That used the Wii U to its absolute perfect what it should have been. Because the whole idea with the Wii U was I have a Switch here, so I'm going to use it as a Wii U screen, right? Like the whole idea was that this was a controller. It had a screen on it. It had the, you know, it had a whole controller that had a screen on it, but you could still play it on the TV. It's like the, like the switch, you put, you move it back and forth and it's, it's just one screen. So Super Mario Maker was so useful for it because you could literally build your level on the screen on the, on the Wii U gamepad. And then you could have somebody take, pick up a Wii controller or what, or a, or a Wii U controller that, that was like a regular controller and play the games on the screen while you edited it on the gamepad. So it was like a second monitor. Almost. Yeah. It was a second monitor. It was yeah. like, think of a 3ds, but like disconnected. Right. Yeah. And so like you could take, uh, if some, like if you were playing a game on a TV and I'm like, this is the sales pitch they used, right. You were playing a game on the TV, but somebody wanted to play, watch the TV. You could turn it into the, the screen on the Wii U gamepad and just play that. And, and there was no interruption. Can you see how they got to the switch in the end? <laughs> I, I, I see. Yeah. I, I'm, right? I'm glad they got there, man. Thank and, God they got there. And you could like take it and like, it, you couldn't take it a far distance. You probably couldn't take it more than like 15, 20 feet away from the console, but you could take it into the bathroom and poop while you, while you played games, <laughs> which was great. You know, uh, <laughs> really, you could play HD games that Nintendo wasn't, was ahead of their time. Ahead of their time, there were some good games, but it definitely didn't. It didn't win back third parties. It didn't do all of the things it needed to do. And but I think that they learned from this. And and the Wii U crawled and died and became ashes. And from from those ashes were born Nintendo, reborn in the Switch, like a phoenix, man. Like, I I'm mean, telling you. They they came back, man. Nintendo is back with the Switch. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. And 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 the thing that did it, and if you you look through the generations, right? Super Nintendo had Super Mario World that came out with it. N sixty four, Super Mario, uh, uh, Super Mario sixty four. Uh, you know, GameCube had Luigi's Mansion, which was all right. Mario um, Sunshine. Yes, yeah, 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 right. But I'm talking about like games that released day one, right? Okay. Yeah. Um. This came out of the gate and was like, boom, you want Zelda? Here's a brand new open world Zelda game. Go enjoy it, Casey. (laughs) (laughs) And then, but then all all of a sudden on top of that, they were like, you want a brand new Mario 3D platformer? Here you go. Six months later. And, And they were like, boom, boom. And then they were like, all right, you know, all those games that we made on the Wii U that were actually pretty good, but like nobody nobody played. Let's put those all on it. And they were like, yes, all of them. And then all of a sudden, the third parties were like, oh, the Switch is selling. We can port games onto the Switch. And and they they took this space. Like, this is what I think they wanted to do with the Wii, right? They, they took this space of where people weren't 100% there. And they were like, let's, all the ports, put 
all the ports on this thing, all the old games, put it on here so so people can play all of these games. But they really did. They recaptured the magic, like the games that they were creating. Super Mario Odyssey, oh, to this, it's just, I played it like three times in, since it's come out in like 2017. And it's every time I play it to completion and I just have so much joy playing that game it makes me feel like i'm a kid again i'm happy for you man yeah i'm, I'm, I'm happy for you that's, that's, that's i'm telling you it's that's it's cool it's so good and then zelda breath of the wild just unbelievable and yeah it's just they recaptured it they took their ips and started making good games with their ips again they opened it up to third parties the the indie scene on the switch is just crazy all the indie games that are on the switch and they're it's just it's just so good but you you came back right with the switch you came back so what was your thoughts what made you come back to nintendo after all of those years of of really not playing them from the gamecube to the to the to the wii u yeah i mean i was one of the people who was all in on animal crossing right at the beginning of the pandemic like i i remember early March, maybe, uh, going out and buying a Switch, early March 2020, because I was like, oh, this thing is like, it's kind, it's kind of big in China. It might be big here. <laughs> if it's big here, I I at least want to Switch to play like all the games that I like haven't, haven't gotten to play that I've yeah. missed. So, and Animal Crossing's coming out, so like, I, like I'm going to go buy that. So I, I did. I, I, I bought it. And man, it's funny because like, the Switch was... Like it, it, it was another gimmick, right? That no one asked for. No, nope. which is exactly what like the Wii was, 3DS, the Wii U. But like this one, they, no one asked for it. But we, we didn't know that we needed it, right? Yep. And they just they nailed it. Yeah, with this, they, they just it's just perfect. Like to the point that like I don't think their next console can be anything other than Switch Two just a better switch yeah it has to be there's no way they can lose this functionality i i agree tv and handheld they just they can't they can't and, go back and you know what it, that means that that would be switched to <laughs> it means they're gonna try it means they're gonna try yeah but but it was it was such a like it was so fascinating that they had these 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 two two different channels right it's interesting because usually in business you're trying to expand the channels that you're selling to, right? Right. Um, and, and they were like, nah. Nintendo was like, we have two channels, but you know what would be great for our consumers is if they were the same channel. <laughs> which which technically, correct. For the consumer, it is the best choice. Right, right. It's great for us. It works so well for us. And so now all of a sudden, like all of the you know, games that I would get on the DS or whatever are the same games that everyone else was playing on the GameCube, right? right. It's now, it's all... It's now all just on on the Switch, and it works so well. I mean, to the point that like everybody got a Switch, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, like so, like I just saw um, Nintendo just crossed 122 million mm -hmm. in sales for the Switch. So you mentioned like 13 million, right, for the Wii U, right? 122 Crazy, right? million for the Switch, right? It's now the third best-selling console of all time. Third, that's like, where it is on the list. Third, it's third. It just passed the the PS4 and the Game Boy. Oh wow! Yeah, it did. That's it did. crazy. Yeah, it's got a little ways to go. It probably I won't. I catch don't think up. it's catching to the PlayStation Two or the or even the DS. PS Two, one hundred and fifty-five million. The DS, one hundred and fifty-four million. Right. So it's 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 probably not going to get there. But the third best-selling console of all time. 
um, mm-hmm. came came with uh, for the Switch. So they, I mean, Nintendo's back, man. They brought it back, and it, it it's the games for sure, but it's the accessibility that and the price point, honestly, that I think really has just brought everybody back in. And like to the point now that like honestly, at least recently, like I play my Switch more than I play my Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah, I've played it more than my PC recently, although that isn't usually the case. Yeah. Um, but at least recently, I've been playing Switch games. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's it just got the, it's got the games again. Like, it's got, like, the IPs coming out that are great. Um, it's doing a good job at, like, reviving some of these old games, remastering them, putting them on there. Like, they're finally getting online play. Like at least a little, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little you know? bit. Eventually, okay. eventually, it's like up. it's like Almost. a minimum viable product, right? We're yeah. we're like at least where we were with like OG Xbox Live, right? <laughs> right. So at least, like, <laughs> I don't even I don't even know if we're there. The chat, the chat function on the Switch, you have to call somebody on your phone app to talk to them. Like, let's Nintendo get 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 your shit together, <laughs> and and so fair. this. So yeah. Switch Two is where hopefully you know that all gets fixed. Yeah, it's and and it just it just it, it has to be the switch too, and and they're gonna call it something different, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're gonna call it something different, but like the point is, is that this functionality of like the your your handheld console being the same thing as the console that goes in your TV, like I, th- they have to keep that, yeah, because it's that, it's that perfect. that is their lane, and it's perfect, and yeah. I hope they never change it. It differentiates them enough from Microsoft and Sony. Like they're still, they're not running the same race. And I think this is what Nintendo always wanted, right? Like after the GameCube and they realized that like Microsoft and Sony were going to push the, the limits of, of graphical capabilities and, and, and all of that. I think they spent literally the next like 10 years trying to figure out what they were going to do to differentiate themselves. Because now most households have a PS5 or a PS4 at the time or, or an Xbox uh, One or an Xbox Series X and a Switch. And a Switch, yeah, totally. And that's exactly where they want to be. They want everyone to have a Nintendo Switch and then you can have the other ones. We don't care because you're going to play our games on the switch and you we you know you're gonna come and play them you know and we're the, never gonna put them on sale right so all, never so, so you're gonna pay sixty dollars for a wii u game called mario kart 8 <laughs> which is what which is what i did yeah well you know it, but wasn't it worth it yeah it's pretty yeah, good it right it was it was worth it <laughs> and now you great. get now that you upgraded to the expansion you get all the dlc for free i know i played there you go. i played the the first grand prix uh, just, just last night, actually. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think the the biggest thing that I love about the Switch is uh, you talked about it how we had the handhelds and the the console come together, but it also allowed all of those IPs that were only on the handhelds have new life, not new life, but like all of a sudden be able to flourish on like a, a console, like Fire Emblem, like Three Houses, man. Three Houses was so good. I loved three. I loved Three Houses, and like you could play it on if if you wanted to, you just pick it up, and it was so easy to play, like handheld, and it felt like I was playing it on like my you know my Game Boy Advance or my DS or whatever. Like Pokemon, Pokemon's the biggest example of it, graphically aside for scarlet but like but but think of how much more pokemon can like enhance itself 
for to, to, to the open world that we have. The, it was never going to be an open world Pokemon game on a DS never. or whatever the next handheld is, right? The, so like things like that, being able to take those handheld IPs and, and, and give them new life in a in an HD world like the Switch can is just is just great. And I've owned every single Nintendo console since the Super Nintendo. <laughs> and I don't think like, you know, that's going to change anytime soon. But they really, really hit it out of the park with 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 the Switch. Uh, I, I love it. I enjoy it so much. And it's 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 nice to see them back in the flow of things and being being where I where I remember them being when I was a kid. And, you know, as we've been talking about how the whole time, how we've gotten older and stuff and how we grew out and grew back in, do you feel that now that you're like a dad, right? Do you feel like you're coming back to Nintendo at the correct time in your life? So like when Ronin gets older, he'll have a Nintendo console in his house and he'll get to play, you know, those whimsical ways that Nintendo makes you feel. Yeah, I mean, I've thought about it. Like the Switch is going to be his first console like for yeah. sure you know because whatever the next whatever the switch to or whatever it is that comes out like i'll probably get it um but i know i'm gonna hold on to the switch because it's gonna be like all right right this this, this is this is gonna be ronin's in like uh um a couple of years but yeah i mean i think like i definitely have a new perspective on it now where i'm excited to experience some of these things um with him i'm excited for him to get to try out and you know learn and see um you know or play mario or play you know um or play zelda for the first time and it, and and i know he's going to start with nintendo i mean he's not going to start with xbox right um, cuz like they they just they, do they have games that are age appropriate for him or will be like yeah i'm sure they do Probably. but it's like it's it's like it's not it's it, not the same it, they're not it's not the same and they're not the games that you really want to be playing where it's like so, so you you mentioned Super Mario Odyssey. You you know you loved it, right? I still haven't played Super Mario Odyssey, but like I envision this as being like a game at some point where like Ronan is at an age where he can at least be like watching and interested and like pretending to play on like his controller or whatever, and like I'll play it and I'll love it and it'll be a blast for me, and it'll be a blast for him too, and like we'll be able to to experience that and like share that together. A right. little bit. Get you to see his mean? eyes w- get wide open. Yeah. And, and I think this kind of leads into the future of Nintendo itself. One thing that I did, we didn't get to have when we were kids that our kids are going to get to have alongside the Nintendo games is all of a sudden Nintendo is in the world, the world of everything. They're making a Super Mario Bros. movie is coming out. The movie looks so good. Dude. <laughs> I can't wait for the movie. It's gonna it make does. so it much looks freaking money. So good, like, dude. Everybody is gonna go see it's that. It's gonna movie. be filled with so many thirty-year-olds, dude. Forty-year-olds, man. 40-year-olds. I'm telling you, it, I, and kids. It's gonna be such a weird array of people. Everyone. It's gonna yeah. be everyone. There's gonna be kids. There's gonna be yeah. There's gonna be uh, the full gamut, the full range of oh, people. Oh yeah. That movie is going to make so much goddamn money, man. And, and once it does, they're going to do more. Exactly, they're, they're, they have to, right? That, right. Like, I think, like just 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 looking at like what the visuals look like and and like the production level, 
looks like so far. Like, I think it's going to be pretty good. I know it's going to make a ton of money. Yeah. Right. So like, I, I think they're, I think they're for sure going to make more. So oh, yeah. wh- what do you think the next like Nintendo IP is that they're going to turn into a movie? Probably Zelda. Yeah. It, it just seems like the, when, when I think of Nintendo, I think of a lot of different things, but the two things I always think of are Mario and Zelda, right? Those are like the two things that I think are the most iconic things in, in Nintendo's plethora of games. Right. Um, and so I think that Zelda just makes sense too. I, it might be a little hard giving link a voice and all that stuff. Like that makes it a little hard, but Mario doesn't have a voice. You know what I mean? Like he, I mean, certainly Charles not Martin, Chris Pratt's voice. Right. <laughs> I am reserving judgment it's probably going to be the worst part of the movie but that's fine you're a better man <laughs> than me by reserving judgment is all i'll say there i think uh, yeah you know i think jack black as bowser i think uh charlie day as luigi i think it is going to elevate the movie so much that i'm going to be like he was fine <laughs> you know yeah he wasn't great he wasn't bad he was fine it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be good man i mean it's it's gonna be good for sure but with with our kids, right? So now they're going to be like, okay, I got, I played that Mario game, but then I get to go see him in the movies, or I played Zelda, and then I get to go watch the TV show that Legend of Zelda has. I really hope the Legend of Zelda's TV show is gritty, or or or, or like vi- or like the other way around, right? right? Where like, oh wow, I saw the Super Mario Bros. movie. Like, can we play the Mario game? Right. You're like, oh son. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me tell you a little bit about Mario. <laughs> I've been playing Mario for 33 years. <laughs> Has the world even existed for 33 years? <laughs> Listen, kid. <laughs> but but then on top of that, all of a sudden now, Nintendo has a theme parks. The okay, Nintendo I, world... I don't know anything about this. So t- okay. tell me about this. So during like the peak of COVID, like 2021, yeah. uh, not the peak, but like in 2021, Nintendo opened in Universal Japan, Nintendo World. It has Mario Kart ride, a Mario Kart ride where it's literally Mario Kart. It has a Bowser roller coaster. It has all these different things. You get like a wristband and you can like do, hit different blocks throughout like the world. It has like different restaurants. It, it's a fully super mario super nintendo world is literally like everything that you could imagine in a theme park like think of harry potter world but nintendo so when are you going so the california one opens i don't know if it opened in january or it's opening this year at some point the florida one opens i think next year so yeah but then you gotta go to florida well i mean disney it's it's closer and you go to you go to Orlando. You don't leave Orlando. You go to Disney and you go to Universal, and then you go home. <laughs> See, I grew up in California, so I grew up with you know Cal, uh, California Adventure and Disney Disney Disneyland Disney yeah World? Disneyland yeah Disneyland, Disneyland. yeah yeah, yeah. In, in, okay in yeah Florida. Disneyland right so like I don't know man I, I'm 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 staying away from Florida is all I'm saying. I yeah it's I mean it's 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 a tourist attraction it's fine it's fine it's closer and the plane tickets are a lot cheaper to get down to Florida that's like 90 bucks to fly out to Florida that's fair and you know as long as I stay around there I don't really care and Florida's Florida to visit isn't terrible I wouldn't live in Florida 
hurricanes, alligators, crocodiles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, um, among but, other things, right? But yeah, right. Totally. But they're they're not at Disney. They're not at they're not at Universal. But sure. so at some point, well, maybe then this is what we'll do. If you want to go to California so bad, we'll go and make a trip to go out to California and go Let's to Nintendo it. World. Let's do it. All I'm right? in. I'm yeah. in. We'll have to I'm wait in. about four years until you know. Yeah, they're older, but yeah. <laughs> is, we'll 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 go. Time is going to fly before we know it. We're going to be planning this trip. I'm so in. So right. So, so I, I, I have to ask you then, right? So like, you know, we're kind of getting sort of the end of some of this stuff and I'm still curious about uh, a couple of things. Like you, you alluded to your, to, to, to your top, your top Zelda list. Oh yeah. Right. So <laughs> like, this, 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 I need to know what, what, I mean, what, what is the list? What are your top Zelda games? All right. So it is currently Breath of the Wild is number one. Majora's Mask is number two. They ain't a lot that Breath of the Wild is ahead of Majora's Mask. I mean, that's it is. A lot. It is. I love Majora's Mask. I know. Like, it's, it was great. Yeah. 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 It's 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 so good. Um, I kind of go back and forth on this because Link to the Past and Skyward Sword kind of float between three and four. Yeah. Like, uh, there's some days where I'll be like, ah, Skyward Sword, and then other days I'm like, oh, Link to the Past. Um, so those are those are three and four back and forth, and then. Number five will probably be Wind Waker. Wind Waker is number five. Those are my top five. Nice. I uh, at the bottom of the list, uh, Twilight Princess. Oh yeah, uh, one of them, Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. ever? So have you ever played Twilight I Princess? Did. Yeah, you, I played it. Like I it? it was fine. Yeah, it was, it was fine. terrible. Okay. <laughs> the, the world was empty. The water temple was worse than the Ocarina of Time water temple. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I do remember. I do remember it being bad. It, it, the, the beginning of the game is just so slow. And like the end of it's pretty good, but it takes too long to get there. So like it's a good game. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I wouldn't say it's a bad game, but it's a bad uh, Zelda game. It's a bad, it's not the best Zelda game. Yeah. Uh, now, now there were some worse ones, like Spirit Tracks on on the DS wasn't very good. Um, so there were definitely Triforce Heroes. That wasn't a good <laughs> Zelda game. But uh there's some some honorable mentions on Zelda. Uh the there was a four swords adventure game for the GameCube. That yes. was a plus. You connected yes. your like I played that. You connected your 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 GBAs to the GameCube and like you just like play and it was it was and you had to like do there was four of you and you had to like do certain things like in all sorts of order. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah, um, was that's definitely uh uh an honorable mention. Um uh ocarina of time is good i'd probably put it at like number six six uh um, there yeah so yeah uh but who knows tears of the kingdom could change this whole list in in four months we'll see so, yeah we'll, I, the, we'll see the, the one i want to call out i mean i haven't played all of them but uh, for me one of my favorites um is actually uh on the ds or the 3ds probably um a link between worlds oh yeah that was a really that one? good one too i yeah. did it's I like loved... a sequel to link to the past yeah 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 that that game was awesome like the dungeon design was cool the art style was great it was it was like challenging the world was like there was cool stuff to discover in the world um yeah that that game was that game was great i really liked the concept in that game where you know normally you get an item when you finish a dungeon or you beat a dungeon or whatever and you use that item to go to the next dungeon and you yeah. use whatever right you need that item to beat the dungeon you're in or whatever there was a very cool concept in that game 
where you would buy or rent the item from i forget his name some somebody in the game like the the shop dealer or whatever and then like you could use that item for a little while or then you could buy it from him straight out but you didn't and then so then you could kind of play things in like an order that you wanted to which i thought was really cool too and the wall thing where you stuck on the wall and like it added a lot of depth to a world where a lot of people already were very familiar with yeah 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 yeah, that's right i I actually forgot about that right It, it added this whole new depth to this like Top down, you know, kind of 2D right. world thing. All of a sudden, yeah. it's like, whoa! Now, like, I can go places that I just I couldn't or wouldn't even think about going before. Yeah, it was right. It was, it was great. Love that ask, game. Let me ask you though. We'll take all Nintendo IP. Give me a list. Give me a list of your top five Nintendo IP in order. <laughs> Let's start with. Can I name five Nintendo IP? <laughs> I, I've named about twelve no, in this I episode. No, I, I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I mean, so the 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 top one Zelda for sure. Yeah, top top one has 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 got to be Zelda. Um, I think Mario is probably two, which I mean, maybe that's not like surprising, right? No, those no. those two those 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 two are, are are one and two, and then maybe it's like after that's where it gets different. I think it depends on like. The person and their experience right so like yeah. for me i mean does pokemon count as mm-hmm. nintendo then yep. yeah that's got it got to be pokemon right up there and honestly like for me pokemon might be ahead of mario i'm not gonna lie <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fair pokemon that's, fair. Be ahead of that's mario. fair um i think like donkey kong is the other one mm-hmm. and that for me like i just have such fond memories of playing of playing those games yeah um and 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 like i feel like that one's like a little bit more obscure but mm-hmm. like man i i loved dk64 the donkey kong country was a blast was a good time and i mean donkey kong just like shows up all, all, all over the place yeah, yeah all over the place and, and everything and, and they're great for the fifth one i i don't know if smash counts as an ip or not it sort of like collects all of the i'll give it IPs. to you i'll give it to okay. you it's because it, because it's only on nintendo nintendo on is the nintendo. one that creates it to all of their characters but like yeah super smash brothers i think would then be would would, would, would be up would be up there for for me too and in, nice. in, in the top five is your is your top five uh very different are there ones in there that uh um so zelda zelda is definitely number one mario is probably number two metroid metroid is metroid. probably number three for me i yeah. have always loved 2d metroidvanias so one of my favorite types of games in general um i love going through a world and then having to reroute back through different parts of the world to to collect items and do all that stuff so super metroid is one of my favorite games of all time one of another one that you know i'll play every few years i i love metroid metroid's definitely number three donkey kong's up there i do you so like there's a subset of Mario games that are like Yoshi games. Do those mm. count? Because like Yoshi Island and like those, like would you just include them in Mario? I guess you'd include those in Mario. Put 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 put, put Yoshi as four, man. We yeah. we we make our own rules here. <laughs> right, right, right. And then probably mm, either 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 Star Fox or or um or Fire Emblem. I really Star Fox is a good call. I really enjoy turn-based strategy games, so Fire Emblem might be up there over Star Fox because there hasn't really been a good Star Fox game in a long time, so it makes it tough. But 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many to choose from. There's so many to choose from. And I feel like there's so many like subsets inside of like Mario, you know? So yeah. I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a little bit now that you mentioned Star Fox. I almost feel like Star Fox could be the next good like movie. Oh it it, it doesn't hey, have the, it doesn't yeah. have the broad appeal of Zelda, but for whatever reason it feels harder for me to translate like the feel of like a Zelda game to the screen, but like Star Fox, like that to me feels like you can make a really cool visual movie there. Sci-fi, yeah. Andros, the, the big head thing. Yeah. The, it's a little sci-fi. You got some you got some cool characters. Like, yeah, that that would be that would be fun. But oh, that would be cool. Good call. I like yeah, that. We'll see. I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll never happen. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> so Nintendo did buy its own studio. Like Okay. Like film studio. So this is like a real thing. So I just I just have a couple other I mean I know you're you know big 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 Nintendo uh, yeah uh, fanboy over here. But but before we finish, I I do I do want this is the last thing that I'll, I'll ask you. I do want yeah. to know if you could go back and experience any of the Nintendo games again again for the first for the time first time. Like you've never like like you've never played it before and you get to sort of like like erase your memory and go back and start from zero. Oh, which which one would would you choose? That is tough. Um I'm gonna strangely enough, I mentioned it at the beginning of this of, of the podcast when we're talking about the Super Nintendo. Super Mario and the Legend of the Seven Stars. Okay. It was it's that it's that first like Mario endeavor into RPGs. Uh, it was if I could go back and not remember that game at all and replay it and and enjoy every second of it like I did the first time I played it, it would be unbelievable. Like I can't explain it. Like if 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 you played it, you know. But like there there's it was just so magical i don't know how to like square enix and nintendo came together and made a game that was based on mario it's like you know how like ubisoft came together and made a rabbits game with mario think of that but like not bad <laughs> <laughs> like and don't get me wrong people have said like the the super mario rabbits game like the the it's 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 fun but like Think of like taking Square Enix, telling their stories, right? Like Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, all of these like different like IPs, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Like they're they're known for telling stories, and then they 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 come together with Nintendo to make a Mario game. That's a that's a Square Enix game. It was just so good. I'm telling you, I'm Sounds telling great. you, man. If you can play it, you'll have that same feeling I had. I'll, I'll try. And so, so he, he, here's here's what I'll leave you with, Nick. Like, yeah, this is what I'm like most excited about about like Nintendo and and being a parent is like yeah. I'm really looking forward to to seeing like that journey through my kids' eyes because they're going. It. They're going to see these for the first time, and I'm going to get to show them to them for the very first time. And like, they might not like the old ones, <laughs> you know, that I like. They might think that they're terrible, but but they might they might like them. They're gonna like the new ones, you know, maybe. Mm -hmm. And and I like, I'm really looking forward to to getting to 
um, to see what to see what that looks like. I that's 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 so great, and I a hundred percent agree with you. I don't know if my parents fully were understanding what was happening in my brain when I was playing these games for the first time because I don't think they understood games. It was a different. There was a di- it was a different time, right? But knowing what it did for me now. And seeing when, whenever my kid starts to play games, like seeing them play Mario for the first time, seeing them play Zelda for the first time, and knowing how I felt, and then seeing them have those same realizations, that's going to be magical. Just like Nintendo was magical. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I love, I love it. I love it. It's they're 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 an amazing company. Keep it up, Nintendo. If you ever want to sponsor an episode, let me know. <laughs> But yeah, I um I I have nothing more to say. I mean, I could talk for hours more about Nintendo, but I think we have to, you know, keep it keep it wrapped up. Is there any uh, other than that last words that you want to say about about this this juggernaut of the video game industry? Man, you know, I just I I don't think so. I I think that I just I feel lucky to uh to have gotten to to play the things that they've created mm-hmm. and I feel um I I feel lucky uh, to, to to get to share that with the next generation. You know, yeah, for sure. Agreed. Well, keep it up, Nintendo. Uh, this was a great talk about all of it. And then next time we're gonna dive into Sony, the the second episode of this three part series of of the of the big three, uh, going in chronological order, really. But yeah, so thank you all for listening. It's always a pleasure to do this, uh, Casey. Thank you. I love talking about this stuff with you. It's 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 always a lot of fun. I look forward to the next time. And uh, yeah, you know, follow us, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on YouTube. Follow us on all our socials. And until next time, peace out. Peace.